0: Now let's get to work. Hello and happy Monday. I don't know about you all, but I am just getting over a cold. It seems like people are now starting to get sick again since people are getting out and about. I had not been sick even with a cold for two years and this one definitely took me out. So hopefully I am coherent and not all stuffy for you today because I want to talk about how to become a better leader. To be a good leader, you have to be a real person, and that's something that is often overlooked. There's this veil of being the boss that people hide behind, and we force our authority on people, and it ruins the boss and employee relationship. This relationship should be much more of a mentoring or coaching relationship, but often it's not. I personally have not had a boss in almost nine years, but I can still remember the good and the bad bosses very clearly. And I've met a lot of bad bosses. Unfortunately, I think it can be very easy to fall into the trap of being a bad manager. The bad bosses that I had in my corporate life micromanaged the crap out of me, and they made me feel uninspired to work for them. Being a micromanager, I think, often comes from what the micromanager thinks are good intentions. They want a high quality of work, and they think that if they babysit every single step of the process, they will get the high quality of work that they're looking for. However, that is completely wrong. Micromanagers actually take the wind out of employees' sails, and they make them feel unappreciated and as if they're not trusted because they're not trusted. I actually recently read a study that said that more than 60% of people have reported feeling micromanaged at work and that the vast majority of those who are micromanaged eventually leave. In a time where we are experiencing enough turnover as it is, those micromanagers within your company could be causing even more of it than you want to deal with. So it's something to keep an eye on as leaders. I think there are a few other characteristics that make bosses and leaders bad bosses and leaders. Like lack of communication. This is an area in which I personally struggle sometimes. And I've actually had to put systems in place that prompt me to better communicate with people. Another thing that makes a leader a bad leader is criticizing people in public. Critical feedback should always be delivered in private. This is a mistake that I have made before when I'm feeling short on time or patience, but I actively work not to do this, and I see leaders doing it all the time. Remember, we as leaders should be praising in public and criticizing in private. Speaking poorly to or about team members is another trait that makes a bad leader. I've seen lots of managers raise their voices at team members or speak down to them in meetings. And don't get me started on speaking about other people. That is a whole different topic. But if you're a leader that's constantly crapping on your team members to other leaders or to other people on the team, that doesn't make you a good leader. Bad managers can create toxic work environments, and the people that work under them chronically leave. So if you are a leader or manager and you see a lot of turnover under you, it's probably time to take a look at your leadership style. When I was outlining this podcast episode, I was thinking about my worst boss ever. And in hindsight, I think it's easier to give her some grace than I was able to at that time. She had a lot going on in her personal life that made her less than fun to work with. I remember at the time, as a young professional, I thought she was just mean. But now that I've been through some similar things, I can see that it was really a combination of her life outside of work falling apart and pressure from above her within the organization and that she was pushing me to perform at a job that I don't really like. It was kind of the perfect storm that made her a bad leader in my eyes. Again, it's easy to see all of that in hindsight, but your team is not going to be able to see or understand that you have stuff going on unless you tell them. Even outside of her personal circumstances, she did a lot of things that I did not appreciate. I'm not a big crier, but I do remember crying a number of times in one-on-ones with her. I was micromanaged, and she probably could have chosen her words a little bit more carefully during our interactions, and those are all lessons that I took away from our relationship. Now, I want to get into the fun part, which is talking about the best bosses that I've had or worked under. The best bosses have given me freedom and flexibility. They let me use them as a resource. They challenged me. They gave me hard and direct feedback, even if they didn't want to. And that is one thing that I forgot to mention that can make a good leader actually turn into a bad leader is not having the guts to have hard conversations, I tell my team all the time, I cannot fix what I don't know about. So many people are terrified of confrontation that they hold on to hard feedback and you're actually doing someone a disservice when you hold on to hard feedback because they cannot develop professionally when you don't give them a chance to. So part of being a good boss is the ability to have those hard conversations. I have finally at this point come to think of myself as a pretty decent boss. This is an area where I've had massive, massive imposter syndrome for years. I've made mistakes as a boss, and I've outlined some of them here already. But I also have extremely long tenure on my team. My leadership team has been working for me for 12 years, actually through two different jobs, seven years, six years, and two years. So I have very low Turnover on my leadership team, which I'm really proud of. Most of my leadership team is younger professionals that have largely spent most of their careers working with me. And I'm very honored that they have stuck with me through the ups and downs of running a startup and of me learning how to be a good boss. I have learned through my eight years of growing this company and being a boss are really a few things. One is you have to have clear expectations and communication. I am really lucky that my people hold me accountable to being clear and I have asked them repeatedly, ask me questions when you are unclear. This is something that I've had to work really hard at over time and it's something that is worth your while to invest in as a boss. Like I said before, another one is having the hard conversations. I am telling you as a boss, I have had enough hard conversations to last a freaking lifetime, but you have to do it. And usually when you have those conversations and if you can do it in the right way, it actually makes your relationship stronger instead of deteriorating a relationship like you think it might. Another big and very important trait of a good leader is empathy. People are not work robots, and we have to stop acting like they are. Just like you have crap going on in your own life, so does everyone else, and you have to give other people the same amount of empathy and grace that you give yourself or that you expect others to give you. That means being flexible with people and providing flexibility to them. That means providing time off when it's needed, maybe even outside of your time off policy. And sometimes you have to force people to take time off when they really need it and they can't see it themselves. It means actually caring about your team as a whole person. I really don't know where this weird standard came from that you can't bring your personal life to work because life is life. Your life and my life and everyone else's lives are an intermingled mix of work and your personal life. You can't really compartmentalize the two. So this idea that you have to check your personal life when you walk in the door at work, I think is very outdated and I think it's unattainable and we have to stop it. Last but not least, it's important to pay people, reward them. If someone's doing really well at work and deserves that raise or bonus, don't make them ask for it. Although props to those who do ask, I do love when people ask for more of a raise when they get a raise or a bonus that maybe they hadn't been given. However, it's really important to show people that they are cherished and that the work that they do is important by paying them what they're worth. Give people the benefits, the pay, and the flexibility that shows them what they're worth to you. This strategy always pays off in the long run. All right, I hope that you learned something about how to be a good boss or what a bad boss looks like and how to improve it. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with just one person. Like I said before, that is the only way that I'm currently growing this podcast is share it with one person that would get value from the episode. And I will see you next time. Thank you so much.